what do I define about blowing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, and he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, please respond. Are you Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everyone, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com. And today we have a very special guest all the way from Iowa of all places. Really excited for this guest. I found him on Clubhouse quite a while ago. Couldn't tell you when, but it was a million years ago. At least it feels like that. And I have not had a lengthy conversation with him in a while. So this is definitely going to be a great catch-up call. And just, I want you all to learn so much, as much as you can from him. Um, and, and make sure you get your phone out. I will give you his IG information in just a second. But today on the show, we have Words Taylor. Um, you may be following him on Instagram already. If you are, cool. Great. Thank you. If you're not, go ahead and open up your Instagram or your TikTok because he's got both and look up at Words Taylor, right? So W-O-R-D-S Taylor with an O um, and you can find his account there. And if you're on TikTok like I am, um, you make sure you follow his TikTok account, which is at the real words Taylor. Okay. So those are his accounts. Um, he's a launch strategist. So we have a lot of people on the show. We've had several folks on the show talking about how to build what you're doing and then the mechanics behind it and some of the office stuff, the financials, this, this, and this, the mindset. But today we're going to be talking about how to launch your product into the world and get those customers to you which I'm really excited to talk about because this is so important for all of my entrepreneurs out there. Now, words here is super funny, very personable, and we're going to be going live on Instagram after this. So if you have questions, make sure you slide into the DMs, you roll up to the IG live. Um, but without further ado, words, how are you today? I'm doing well, Whitney. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. This is my last podcast that I'm recording in my apartment right now. So I'm like, this is bittersweet. And I'm just really excited for this conversation because this is such a hot topic. Would you would you agree? I do agree. And then who best to end this this whole um, moment within this apartment than with words, than with myself? So like this is I I I am honored. I'm honored. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This this show it really does mean a lot to me. It's literally like a child and like a passion project. And I've said this before. I would do this show. Even if like only my sister and like my best friend or, you know, like I would, even if only three people listen, I would do the show every single time because it means so much to me being able to have conversations with people like yourself who are nice enough to spend the time, have a little chit chat, give some advice, right? Yeah. You want to talk about dropping gems. We're going to yeah. be doing that and then people can absorb it and apply it. So tell us what does a launch strategist do? Yeah, so let's dig let's dig right in. Well, first of all, the biggest thing that I learned in entrepreneurship is my focus was directed towards the wrong thing, right? Whereas I get these things are important. So, you know, you all as you're listening, do not crucify me, please. All right. I was so focused on, all right, we gotta get the right colors. We have to have the right logo. We have to have the right, the sayings, the phrases, the let's get our mission and all of these things in place, the LLC. And these are things that are, are instrumental in business. However, 
What's most important is you understanding client acquisition. And that simply means you have to understand how you're going to get potential customers to become paying customers. More so like how you're going to get those potential customers in front of you every single day and get people to actually invest into what you have. That right there is what I do as a launch strategist. Like I take you from you know, whatever product you have. And I want to show you exactly how to start getting more people in front of that product and getting them to actually invest and become a part of your community. So we put together a series of events that allow people to to become a part of the brand and their community. And then ultimately, at the end, it's like, all right, now you're ready to invest with me. And then we can start this this the next part of our relationship. Okay. No, that makes sense. And I think a lot of people do that. They start off and they worry about the aesthetics, you know, getting a catchy name and getting the IG followers. Mm -hmm. What else? I I don't know. There's the website, making it perfect. Um, Yeah. Getting the photographer. I mean, and I'm not going to lie. We've had people on the show who've talked about websites, who've talked about photography, who've talked about uh, social media, definitely. And all of this is important, even branding. You know, we've talked about branding on the show. All of this is important. But it is really important to know what it is you're selling and then also how to sell it. So, yeah, you're we've we've all done it because otherwise, Whitney, you have a beautiful looking site. You have great branding. You have a well organized social media page, but you don't have any money being made. You don't have any customers. So you can look great. But, you know, the, the best thing to do is have a solid plan on how you're actually going to get people to invest. With you. That's people actually appreciate more the beginning stages. I've learned like so I'm not sure if most of know I've uh, launched for some big influencers like one of them were um, Eric Thomas. And we had these uh, curated videos and well designed videos that we were doing. And at the last minute. I said, yo, E, can you just send me a video with you holding your phone and and you just inviting people out to this event? And I got the video and there was like a, a little simple echo in the, there was an echo in the, uh, he was in his church. There was an echo behind it. And I was like, dang, okay, I, I don't know if this is going to lessen the quality or they're going to think that this is not a quality product, but I really like this video. And what we found was that that was the video that became the most popular for the entire launch because it just showed him in his raw and his rawness and, and transparency and it showed him in his true form and people appreciated that so we had all of these curated videos that had the b-roll and everything uh his squad is vicious with the videos like nikki and all them but we found that it was the video of him holding the, the camera that had an echo in the back that just sent the people through the roof see and that's the thing too. We overthink a lot of times we overthink it and try to make it perfect. And that's why trying to aim for perfectionism as an entrepreneur and as a person, it's often futile and a waste of time because Absolutely. you're circling and circling when you really don't have to just showing up as yourself. I think YouTube has taught us that with doing video content. Yeah. There was this time where everyone had the, uh, what are those lights called the fancy lights and the ring lights and this, and then the, the boxes, the light boxes, all this stuff, right? All this crap just to record video. And then it was perfect. The lighting was great. The person looked amazing. 
and everything was just laid. Probably the background was legit. And then we then would see people on other platforms just like shooting videos in their car. Yep. And they and the yep. content was because the content was so good, no one cared that they were sitting in their car, which was, you know, nothing fancy. It was just a regular sedan. And they're sitting there recording content right there. All they had was was the sun for free. And yep. maybe sometimes overcast is better. And like a little phone stand. That's it. Like that's it. That's it. So that's it. I'm with you. This this is um, a really necessary conversation for people who are either, I would say, at the beginning of the stages of, of launching, you know, mm-hmm. and starting their business. And also for people who want to shake things up and sort of try something new, because we're walking into Q4, right? Where we've got Black Friday, we've got the holidays. I don't really care what business you're in. Most of us are looking just to end the year on a really strong foot and on a really high note. So there's definitely things that we could be learning for launching even for this quarter, as well as for the new year. So yeah. let's let's start there, I guess. For folks who are looking to walk into Q4 and also looking to take Q4 and use that to learn how to launch better in the new year, what do you say to those folks? Yeah. So here's the thing. This is not a, a popular answer, but for me, I always say, especially when you're just starting, I would sacrifice the money. And I'm going to spend more time trying to build a community around the product that I, I eventually want to launch. And by building a community, I simply mean I want to start an email list or a tech squad. So I have a tech squad as well. I want to start or, or a free group, you know, a group that you can start on WhatsApp or Telegram or Facebook or wherever you feel comfortable starting your free community where you can show up consistently and be be ready to serve. I would spend fourth quarter doing that because now that puts me in a position where once first quarter hit, I I spent a whole three months building an audience and building a community. I may have a thousand people or even if I had 200 people or 500 people that are now into what I have that knows me, that is willing to to listen to me, hear my voice. I've been building with them. I've been serving them. I've been giving them game, giving them plays. So when I finally release something at the top of the, the new year, they're going to be ready. And the reason why I do it this way is because there's so many people that are just trying to get people to click the link, click the link, click my link and buy. But I am one that I feel like, well, let me actually lower the risk for you. And how I lower the risk is I'm willing to give you a sample of who I am and what I do first. So you're making a sound decision. So just think if there are two of us, if you're if you're deciding between two people, right, that you want to work with as your coach or you deciding between two products, typically you're going to go with where you're most familiar. So I, I have this example that I give. Um, I was in uh, Atlanta and I was I wanted to try. There are several restaurants in this in this one place in, inside of uh, the mall. And there's one guy that stood out front of his restaurant and he would give away free samples. So let's just say there was 10 restaurants there and all 10 of those restaurants are a risk to me. I don't know if the food is going to be good. I have to purchase before I truly find out whether the food is good or not or whether I'm going to like it or whether it's for me. However, there was one person that says, you know what, I'm going to take away your risk and I'm going to give you a sample for free because this sample represents you know, what you're going to invest in here shortly. So, of course, I tried his sample and now I was like, man, this is good. 
I found out that it was good through the free sample, and that's who I ended up investing my money with. Any other, the other nine would have still been a risk for me because I could not tell whether it was good or not until I purchased. So I, that, I equate that the same way to business. It's like if you give your audience an opportunity to sample, then you lower the risk and you are more likely to be the one that's chosen rather than the one that's not willing to, to serve and that, that, are, that is thinking income first. Right. So that does that make sense? It does. One thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Giving people a sample and, and showing people what it is that that you can do. Right. And then building that relationship Absolutely. with them and that familiarity with them and, and really opening the door and being welcome. Absolutely. I will say that means a lot. I don't care what business it is. You could be hair breeding. Right. Yeah. If you are open, literally and welcoming to people and you create relationships with folks, yeah. I, I really feel like it goes so much farther than people think. And the show was called Network and Spill because having a network, building a network is something that so many people talk about doing, but don't always put in the effort to do. Absolutely. And it can change your life. It can change your life. It can change your business. It can change your bank account status. It can change everything, your future, your, your kid's future, your legacy. Um, there's so much that you can get and you can obtain from having a strong network and by building and taking the time, like you said, to spend Q4, putting in that work, putting yeah. in that work. So when it's time to launch you, and I think I'm not going to lie that that's probably like the second biggest thing. So we talked about the first thing kind of being, you know, focusing on the wrong shit, just focusing on like mm -hmm. the frou-frou stuff focusing on things that aren't revenue generating yeah, and yeah. shouldn't, you know, they need to happen. Yes. And that are part of being professional. Yes. But don't need to happen immediately yeah. and aren't, you know, and end up being a distraction. But the second thing is making sure you're putting in that work to build the relationship so that when it's time to buy, you're not just asking people, you know, those people that hit you up words and they yes. just, cause they want something yes. and they never, they're never asking, Hey, how are you? <laughs> How's your family? Yes. I heard you stubbed your toe last week. Are you okay? Are you good? Oh, but your car's in the shop, right? How is, how is that going? Nothing. It's, Hey, can I borrow? Hey, can I have, Hey, can I need, Hey, Hey, Hey. And they're just constantly asking you for shit. That's the stuff that people don't like, but and that's honestly, what most do. Honestly, Whitney. If 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 I had my pick as well, can, if I can add something that people should do in fourth quarter, it would be to remove those type of people out of your life. Mm. That right there was I'm talking about everything that I'm telling you all to do are things that are going to push the needle forward in your business. Yes, yeah, systems and processes and logos and all those things. That's a part of it. So that may push the needle from 10 to 20. But I'm talking about going from 10 to 90. Right. If you start to remove the people out of your life that snatch away your energy, then again, you will have more energy to produce the thing that you're trying to produce. The, the person in your life that is the complainer or the person that in your life that is always super critical of you, meaning they, they are critical of their own lives, but they're more critical of you and question everything that you do. A never compliment. Like you don't, you may not realize it right away. But you can talk to that person and maybe your energy is at 100. But after you get off the phone with them, your energy is at 70, right? Literally snatching from you. That was a key thing for me is I had to remove those people 
from my life. Another thing that I will focus on in fourth quarter. Notice that everything I'm saying in fourth quarter has to do with you and your own effort. Mm-hmm. That's the key thing. Anytime that I want to increase anything in my life, I start with increasing me. Because if I increase me, then I will literally increase everything else around me. So the other thing that I had to do, like if you all are following me, then you know I've lost about 100 pounds, became vegan about 18 months ago, and it's been an incredible journey, right? And so what I had to do there was I had to first believe that this journey was possible and that weight loss and health and all of those things were were for me. So I had to like engulf myself in certain communities and be around people that were about health and not eating fast food. I haven't had fast food in like 18 months. So I had to really find a circle, find people and communities. I am uh, Surviving Vegan was one of those communities that I joined. And I'm like, I want to engulf myself in this to create this level of belief. And then what I actually had to do is become. So I said, I want to be, at the time I was 465. And I said, I want to become a 250 pound man. Right there at at 465 pounds, I became a 250 pound man. Meaning I had to identify what does a 250 pound man activity look? What are they what are they doing daily? What are they eating? How are they working out? How do they how how is he interacting with his kids, with his wife, with his friends, trips, eating food, all of those things? I literally wrote down those things and defined who this person was. And now, even at 465, I was thinking as a 250-pound man. And now, so like I'm 360 now. So I'm moving. And even in myself, my my friends are, you know, we just came back from Miami and we were playing football. And they were like, man, you you do not move like you're 360. I'm like, I'm not. I'm 250. Okay. So I've literally become this person. So if you have the opportunity and you're just starting, this is the best thing to do. This is the, the spend your fourth quarter saying, you know what? I'm, I am a seven-figure earner. I am so happy and grateful to have earned seven figures in my business or six figures, whatever your goal is. You know, Call on things that be not as though they were now and watch and see your decisions will come from a seven-figure earner, not from a deficit. Most of the times we're not growing because we're, we're moving from a deficit. We're thinking from a deficit. We're thinking from the criticism that those people in our lives, we're thinking from the person that is taking from us and that is implanting certain things in us. But if we remove those things out of our lives, then we can grow and we can make sound decisions for the next quarter. It's worth it to me to take a quarter off from not trying to make money, but really increasing myself and increasing my influence with people. That's that's the thing that pushes the business forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1000%. And everything you said folds just now folds back into what you were saying before and acting as if when we're acting and operating as if we are or as if we have, yes. um, that's where the behaviors and the habits and the consistency shows up. Because if I'm consistently showing up in my business, because that's what a seven figure earner would do. Now yes. I'm doing those things. Now yes. I'm posting my content. Now I'm doing more outreach and my marketing is, has increased. Maybe I'm hiring out now because it's too mm-hmm. much because I'm just so booked and busy. I don't have the bandwidth now 
I'm doing these things, I'm building my team, all of this stuff you can do, but you have to embody. And, and that's, that's exactly right. Yes. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing to look at because one thing I love about winter, and I'm not really a winter person, even though I happen to be born in January and I've been upset about it for at least <laughs> 30 some odd years, the winter allows us time. And I'll do a whole episode on this, y'all. So stay tuned. You know how I feel about the changing of seasons. It is a very powerful time. But one of the things I like about it so much and what I look forward to outside of the seasonal depression is the fact that we get to be at home and do anything we want. Mm. So when, we, when it's summer, I have FOMO. I did a whole episode on that recently. If you didn't check that one out, go check it out. Okay. I have a hard time being in the house when it's really beautiful outside. When yes. everyone's outside playing with their friends, guess what Whitney wants to be doing? Being outside playing with her friends. I'm not going to be in the house. I'm not going to be glued to Netflix. You won't see me on my couch, period. Now, once it gets cold, my vehicle doesn't even like to run in the winter because she's rear-wheel drive. We don't go out when it's super cold and icy. and when, like We don't, which gives us time to do that reflecting work, to show up, to come up with that plan, and then put in the places and the things that we need to start executing so that when it's nice and warm again and it's time to reemerge, out of our hibernation, we're out. We've already got a system. We already have a flow. We already know what we're supposed to be doing and we've streamlined it and we've built that consistency. So yeah. if you haven't been consistently launching or consistently selling or consistently sharing what you're doing, I think this is a really great time to do that too, because that's the foundational work that's going to help you launch. Yeah. Right. You no, know, that's that. And that's good. And, and what happens and reason why people don't do that, because well, let me not even say why people don't do it. The reason why I didn't do it is because I was assuming that that was going to, that's the slower route, or that was going to take too long in order to get me where I wanted to be. But if you just move without this foundation that you're talking about, that's actually the slower, longer route because there are more mistakes in there. And then you have to do a lot of backtracking and build the foundation anyway. Anything that you want to move forward and build on top of it, it, in order to build on top of it, you have to have a foundation. Now, if you want it to stay, you have to have a firm foundation. So it's worth it, just like you're saying, to make sure, like, let me make sure I'm showing up. Let me make sure I'm being consistent. Let me make sure that, you know, my mindset is on point and it's not shaking. I've, I'm now at a point where uh, I wake up, I woke up today, my wife and I, we got our walk in. I'm still going to do my strength training today. I don't, I used to, when I was first trying to lose weight, I would say, oh, I don't feel like working out. And if I didn't feel like working out, I didn't. But after doing it four days a week for 18 months straight, it's not a, I don't feel like it. It's there are days I don't feel like it and my body still goes anyway, because it's used to going now. So the thing that I, the habits that I've formed. So now I snatch away this idea of, I only do this thing when I feel like it. No, it's like, this is the thing that pushes me forward. This is the thing that adds value to my life. I do this because this is a part of my life. And when I go out of town now, I, I plan where I stay based on my workout. So if I go to a hotel, I want to make sure I call them and say, hey, is your, is your weight room? Do you have a strength training room or anything like that? Is it up and running? Yes. Okay. Do you have a pool? Is that up and running? So it's not being worked on or anything. Yes. Okay. Perfect. I'm focused on that. If I do an Airbnb, 
it's either one or two things. I'm going to make sure, hey, do you all have a weight room or is there a facility within, you know, three miles of you? Yes. <laughs> so like everything that I'm doing, it's about establishing that foundation. And it's about me moving correctly. Moving correctly, that's speed. Building a foundation and making sure you're moving in the right manner, that is speed. And that's what we have to understand. That was the key for me. Because I was one that I'm, I wanted to skip the steps. I want, I remember, you, you know, when I was younger, I had, a, a, I forget the name of the, the game now, Grand Theft Auto. So we had a Grand Theft Auto as a cheat code where it could take you from level two. I was getting my butt kicked on level two. So I'm like, look, I just want to get to level 10 or whatever, whatever the next level was. And I noticed that I got to level 10 and I still got my butt kicked. Why? Because there were things I was supposed to learn in levels three through nine in order to get me prepared for level 10. So, yeah, you can skip the steps, but you're still going to have to backtrack. And that takes longer. And that's the key. That's the key right there. Got to be willing to put in the work. And now is the time. Now is the time. If you were waiting for a sign or waiting for someone to give you permission or whatever it is, whatever it is, now is the time. This is the sign. You've been given permission. And it's, it's literally there is no better time because the longer you wait, the longer it takes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you talking about skipping, it's such a great example because it's exactly true, right? I can give you the the key to just about anything, right? But if you're not ready to physically be there, or if you haven't done all of the work or fully understand and can conceptualize what it even means to be at that level, it's really hard to be successful there. Yeah. It just it really because you you don't have all the tools, you don't have all the things that you are supposed to be collecting as you went, even if it's just experience, the experience and the knowing and all of that. And and I do want to go back to a point that you said earlier about you know getting rid of the negative people and the people in your life who are just taking. And this is a good time to do that too, because when you're working on yourself, you're going to be distracted when you're working on building something so that you can launch and so that you can bloom later, you have to separate yourself. And it's hard to do, especially when we're all in the house watching Netflix and and drinking our pumpkin, apple, whatever lattes. (laughs) Um, it, It becomes tricky because now I'm on social media. I see what you're up to, I see what they're up to. And then we're talking on the phone and we're FaceTiming and, you know, okay, I'm going to come over. Okay. You come over and we're spending valuable time and it needs to be with people who, and, and that's why I think it's important for us to do these audits. I talk about doing time audits a lot with my mm-hmm. clients and, and, and what I do in my business, we do a lot of time audits because all I hear is, oh, I don't have time. I'm so busy. Everyone's busy. Yeah. But what does busy even mean? And what are you actually doing? Because the whole Beyonce gets 24 hours a day thing, like, okay, but what are you doing with your 24 hours? I literally want to see. And just like, you know, you talking about health and fitness and not eating fast food and changing the way that you're operating. Yeah. You're doing certain things. And that's one of the first things that like a dietitian or like a nutritionist asks you to do. They want, they want to know what you've been eating. Tell yep. me what you've been eating and I can tell you what the problem is. And the same thing with the time that you're spending doing whatever you're doing every day. And the same thing with your people. Yep. If you're spending time with people and they are draining you and not allowing you to focus, you have to separate. And that can be really hard to do. We could do a whole episode on boundaries and mm-hmm. creating that for yourself. But I really think this is a great time to remove those people. And at least 
honestly to just do a check-in to yeah. see. I, I did it the other night. I was out with some friends and I was like, wow, I really like the way that I feel when I hang out with this particular girlfriend yeah. versus when I hang out with this other girlfriend. Like it's like you get a different version of me because of the energy that's already in that room. Yes. Yes. Right. Imagine, imagine being your entire circle being that way. Right. Where everywhere I turn, it's igniting. You know, I talk to when I talk, like my wife and I are just on the walk. I, I felt empowered after that, that walk, you know, our conversation. When I talk to my, my, uh, one of my best friends, I feel empowered. The guys trip we were just on, uh, all of my brothers, married men, successful in their own rights and things like that. It's like empowering. And for so long, I was around people that made me feel less than or or always criticized or or just wanted to hang out. It's like, no, there's a challenge. For instance, one of the nights I was about to grab some chips because I was like, well, you know, I'm on vacation. And, and my guy was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm just grabbing a bag of chips. He's like, no, you're not. Go ahead. <laughs> no, your eating window is is done because I do intermittent fast. He's like, that's done. So whatever you were thinking is about to happen is not. And I respected that. I was mad. I was mad. Yep. But I respected it. And it's like, that's what I'm talking about. And also, just something else that you just said, I've learned that as you start building your business and making money, that whole idea of Beyonce has the same 24 hours is a myth. Mm-hmm. And I want to I I tell people, and this is not me bragging or anything, my 24 hours is not the same as yours. Why? Because now I've been in a position where I have an assistant. So I get her, you know, if we're doing 40 hours a month or whatever, I get her 40, 40, 50 hours a month. I have a copywriter. I get her hours a month. I have a graphic designer that I get his hours. I get, I have other people that are willing to give. Now it's an exchange for something, but I have more hours in a day now. That changes everything. So whereas Normally, I would have to take out three hours to to edit a video. I don't have to give that time. So, but that time is still being produced on my brand. I would have to do four or five hours writing an email. I don't have to do that anymore. So I get that time back. And now I'm able to do other things. You got to think, Beyonce has more people, even drivers. So now, whereas we are limited on what we can do when we're driving, she's now has a driver. And so she can get that time back, that hour that she may be driving the 30 minutes or whatever. She now has that time back. So so don't compare yourself to Beyonce and don't let people fool you. Oh, Beyonce has the same 25 hours. No, no, no. When she was sleeping, her father was advocating on her behalf to get her in different tours and groups and all of those things. Team, teamwork is instrumental in your growth, being a part of communities, making sure you have the right people in your circle. Because now, now your 24 hours could could look a little different. But right now, you're in charge of your 24 hours. And if you waste seven of that, you know, binge watching an entire show, well, you have eight hours of sleep, seven hours binge watching, you 15 hours in on, and you didn't get anything productive done. You know, so we, we, we always have to measure those type of things as well. 1000%. Yeah. And that's a really good, really good point. I think, you know, we get into this conversation about work-life balance and there's a lot of people who believe that work-life balance is a, 
is a myth. And there's a lot of people who really believe that we can figure out what work-life balance means for us. And I think this is also a really great way to look at things too, because regardless of the team, it's also, it could be compared to dollars as well, because it, it comes down to the finances, the dollar, the day and the dollar are technically the same for mm. the Beyonce's of the world and for somebody else. It's how we're allocating it. So even though we both have a dollar, the way Beyonce may spend that dollar and the way I may spend it may be different because of the rooms that we're in and the people we're around, but the dollar still is a dollar. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how many people Beyonce has on her team, there is still only 24 hours. Her physical day, her clock, right? Her Apple watch, whatever she's wearing, her Apple watch, it doesn't go longer than mine physically. Hey, can we take a pause real quick? I just want to let y'all know this is exclusive and time sensitive. If you're hearing this, there's a really good chance that either I have a spot open or I have a spot opening on my one-on-one -on -one program that I offer. So I only do four slots at a time because this is like the most intense, thorough, intimate way to work with me ever. This is my creme de la creme, like four bad bitches only. This is for solopreneurs who have a nine to five, who work in corporate, who have some sort of job that they are doing and that they're doing really well, but who also have a side hustle or a business that they are running on the side and they want to build and streamline their goals towards. A lot of us have strategy, a lot of us have plans here and there, but most of us don't have accountability. A lot of us don't have a support system that's solid and the rest of us aren't organized and have strong boundaries, have routines, like all of that. So I'm going to help you get it all together. This is a three month intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching program where you have full access to me via Voxer. We have seven, seven one-on-one -on -one calls with each other throughout the three months and you get routines, you get customized affirmations and audios and all kinds of things to help you succeed. So check out the link. It's in the show notes. It's also on my website, WhitneyDanielle.com. If you have questions, DM me, send me an audio note. Let me know. If you know someone who needs to get their shit together in this manner, send me their information. I will totally hook you up for the referral. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Let's get back to the episode. Now it's about allocation. And that's where I've tried my best to bring in a variety of people on the show to show you all the different ways that you can outsource and you can hire professionals because there are professionals in so many niche areas and doing so many specific things. Like you just said, having a copywriter, having an assistant, having someone help you with social media, that's on the business side. But we've also talked about outsourcing in your personal life as well, having food delivery services, having cleaning crews come in, being able to outsource your dry cleaning and your car maintenance yep. and your you know oil changes. There are so many things that you can do to create more space in your day. You just have to work towards it and then you have to want to do that. And some people don't want to. And the thing about the dollar is because you may not have the dollar that Beyonce has, maybe she has $1, maybe you have 10 cents. You have to figure out how to use that 10 cents to get yep. you yep. to where you can start making those decisions. And so maybe you don't have the money to get an assistant. Maybe you don't have the money to have someone edit your, your whatever, your videos, your audios, whatever you're doing. Maybe you don't have money for like a website person right now and you just, you just don't have it. So that's going to mean that you have to spend more time and, or create more time to learn how to do it on your own. Absolutely. And once you've gotten that down, then 
you can outsource, right? When you've got that money, but that goes back honestly to the beginning of what words said in the beginning of this conversation, which was about being able to focus on creating money, getting and generating that revenue before you focus on the fancy, like frou-frou stuff. That's, it, it really circles back in that moment because if you are bringing in the income and you know where that money is going to go and you know where you need support, then you can set yourself up to do that. So yeah. now you're working more steadily. Like, you know, I don't, we keep saying Beyonce, but it could be anybody, right? Yeah. Your favorite influencer, your favorite mentor, your favorite coach, but like you're working on that better of a level, that level, like you said before, your seven figure self, your six figure business person self, like you're operating there because you've set yourself up for success. That's what so many of us are trying to do at different levels and at different speeds, but that's, that's what we're all aiming for. Absolutely. I think you, you, you made a great point there when you talked about allocating, right? Uh, just really, it, it comes down to that. You, you were talking about people always say, I'm busy, it's busy. It's like, no, you're just allocating your time to something that doesn't allow you to be as productive as you want to be, right? So it is a key thing in allocating time. So yes, we all have this same thing, but how much time do we allocate? And, and I do think there is uh, something to say about this balance, right? This work-life balance. For instance, I only work on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So whenever people contact my assistant or, or, or doing anything like she knows only book me or we're only having meetings or whatever the case may be Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Why? Because Friday through Friday through Monday, I'm now doing, I spend um, Fridays with my wife, which is key. It's important. That's sacred. Right. And the only time that I am willing to shift things around, like if I get booked for a speaking gig or something like that, is me having a conversation with my wife and, and saying, hey, here's the event, here's the offer, here's they wanted, what are, they want us to do, what are your thoughts? If she says, I'm cool, you know, we'll make up the time, perfect. If she says, no, you know, I was really looking forward to this weekend, then I'm going to move it. That's my balance. It's like, I'm not going to tell my family, yo, I'm doing this for you, but I have to sacrifice you in order to do it. That doesn't work for me. Saturdays, I'm doing, that's our family day. So we're hanging out as a family. I take my, my daughters uh, really love swimming. So um, she's trying to make the swim team. So we go swimming, uh, we go hang out, we may go to a movie, things like that. And then Sunday is we're doing church and, and uh, we're relaxing. And now Monday is, is my day to prepare for the week. So I may do some things like look at my calendar, look and see what I have coming, all of those things. But that's the balance of it. It's like the balance come from me setting boundaries and allocating where I want my time spent most. And I will prefer my time most spent, the most, the most return I get on my time is when it's spent on the people that are pouring into me. My kids, you know, I have three kids, 10, five, and two years old. When I pour into them, they pour back into me. They, they're the ones that give me the energy. When I pour into my wife, when I pour into my friends, I have to make time for that because without that, then I won't have the energy or the desire to do the business. Like it, it, it doesn't, it's not the same then. And so that right there is key for me. And then when I do work, um, and this is the last thing on this point, when I do work, I've learned that I'll get into the office about 
you know, I start work at about 10, um, no later than 11, right? For me, I have to start my morning every morning cooking. I cook breakfast for my kids and then I'm going on my walk and I'm doing my strength training. Like that's, again, that's my self-care. My mornings is my self-care. I allocate time for that. And the reason why I can do that is because I learned that I can work from 10 till about 3.30, 4 o'clock, and I can be massively productive. And I learned that because I do 90-minute sprints. So my goal is when I work, I want to try to do two or at the, you know, at the most, if I can, three 90-minute sprints. And so what I do there is I tell myself, and my wife knows this, I'll put everything on mute. I'll, you know, turn off my phone, put it or put it on airplane mode, and I'll say, hey, babe, I'm about to start my 90-minute uninterrupted. And I write down, here are the two things that I want to get done. And here's the third thing, if there's enough time. I don't expect to get that done, but there are two things that I want to get done. And I give myself 90 minutes uninterrupted and I get it done. And I want to do that at least three times in a given day. That four and a half hours that I spend in a day, I, it feels like I'm doing 12, 12 hours worth of work. Because I measured, and what I looked at is like, you know, I'm I'm saying I'm working 12 to 15 hours, but I wasn't allocating time to really be intentional. I would get distracted. You know how when if 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 you're in that mode and in your phone, it it's the simplest thing. You get a text, you may respond back to the text, but because now your phone is in your hand, you also check your Instagram and your Facebook, and then you start watching videos and you look up, it's 45 minutes later, and then you get back to work. And you get 10 minutes of work in, and what happens? Text goes off again, and you write back into that same cycle. I learned that in a 12, 12 hour day, I'm I'm only doing like three, four hours of work. So instead of me pretending, right, just to say I'm working, I would I split it up into a 90-minute sprint. And I was very productive. After my 90 minutes, I give myself an hour to recover, decompress. I go for a walk or something like that. Like after this, after this call, I'm gonna I'm gonna have lunch and I'm gonna go for a walk and then boom, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna start a 90 minute sprint. I'm allocating time so I can be more productive. Mm-hmm. And it works. I mean, it works. It's effective. It it's important to have structure. Um, we could do a whole episode about that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's so it's so crucial. And as somebody who I struggle with focus. And it's one of those things I have to try stuff. I have to work a little bit harder to keep my focus because ADHD is real and my focus just isn't always there and I can't always control it. So there are things that I do and and you have to experiment and try stuff out. You know, the 90 minute sprints work. I actually found a company through one of the ADHD coaches I follow. Um, and I think it's called Flow Club, Flow Club, if I can say it. And they have these like virtual live sprints that they do. And so they have someone that will kind of, you know, you co-work virtually with them and you can hop on and you pick the length. They have, I think 30, 45, 60, and 90. And I think they may have 120 as well. However long you want, you got 60 minutes. Cool. You can find a group to co-work with. And it's kind of like body doubling, which is a whole other concept of the power of being able to get a task done because someone else is in the room or Mm -hmm. is virtually there. And so um, it just works and it's really weird. And at first I was like, this is creepy. Why is this a thing? 
And, but it's effective. And I joined and I joined, I haven't joined the actual, I'm still on my little trial, but you literally can go at any time and pick, and they are doing this around the world. So there's always someone available Mm -hmm. and you can find a little group and join. And then you, you know, if you get there at the top, you can say, Hey, I'm working on blank. I'm working on social media. I'm working on my launch strategy plan or whatever. I'm working on some copy for my website. I'm working on blank. And you can type it in as well. There's like a little way to type it in. And then you just do it yeah. and you mute yourself. Sometimes they play music. Sometimes it's silent. You get to choose and you get the work done. And that way you don't have to do it alone because I work with a lot of solopreneurs, but I also work with a lot of single people. Yeah. And I found that, and I've talked about this a lot. I found that people who have children and or a spouse um, tend to have way more built in structure and accountability because they have to, yeah. right? There is someone there. Now I have a dog and she's, quasi needy, but like, that's it. And so there's no one that's going to be like, Hey, Whitney, you need to take a shower. Hey, Whitney, have you eaten today? Hey, Whitney, when was the last time you drank some water? Hey, Whitney, you need to lay off the espresso because you're good. Um, like these are, these are things that you don't get when you're solo, like truly solo. So you have to work a little harder than to get, make sure that you have that structure. But if you can figure out what works for you, I think that's where hearing people on the podcast, what they do is helpful. Because if words is saying he's doing 90 minute sprints and then he's going for a walk, I'm thinking, okay, cool. What can I do on that walk? Mm. Well, I can listen to some audiobooks that I need to check in with. I can listen to some podcasts on Facebook ads. I can call my mom who I haven't spoken to in a bit. Like yeah. there are several things I can do while yeah. getting out in nature, which we've learned is crucial, yeah. getting that vitamin D, especially before it gets cold outside. And moving your body, being still and stagnant is so not the move. And we have to get outside. And you know that's one of the reasons why I got a dog, because I'm like, I'm forced to not only go outside, but I'm forced to walk around and yeah. then to interact with other people because people see her and they're like, oh my God, a dog. And then they stop. And then it's like, oh, where are you from? Oh. And then next thing you know, you're in a 15 minute <laughs> conversation with a stranger. And as a solo person, right? We, it's important to have that human interaction, especially when we're working at home and we're working remotely by ourselves, right? On top of living alone. There's a lot of things you can get strategic about, but this is, I love that you explained your process because hopefully it'll inspire someone to either try doing the sprints, yeah. um, to either take breaks and leave their house. I mean, you don't need a dog to go for a walk. I used to kind of think that, you know, either I need a dog or I need a walking buddy. I'm not just going to be out here by myself walking the streets of Virginia, but you can, you actually can. It's not illegal. You can walk around and just be outside and get some air. And the, the effects that it has, I think on your productivity and on your mental health will probably surprise you, um, but you have to get out there and do it. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the mental health part. That is the, the key part that is what increases your productivity. If your mental health is intact, then it's like everything else falls in place. It's like, oh man, I feel good. Therefore, I'm now looking for wins all day. And that's what I do. It's like I want to start my day with wins. So when I walk, I'm walking outside. I'm an extrovert, right? But I really enjoy walking by myself. It just is is such a recharge moment that I get to experience and being outside the sun, thinking, breathing, praying, listening to music. Like if you ever see me, you might catch me in a dance, right? Uh, I may be in a dance battle with me, all right? And I love it. And it just 
the endorphins start going, my it, everything. And then, you know, you get done with that walk and you're like, all right, what, give me some wins. So you desire to be way more productive. I think that's key. And then, you know, as you are more productive, now look at what happens to your business. As your mind grows, as you, you know, you start to explore and you open up your imagination again, your business starts to, to truly flourish. And just to kind of jump in on, on like launching, what I found was that when I became way more in tune with me was when I was, I freed myself to stop comparing and, and to stop doubting. And that allowed me to serve my customer better. So I was more creative. If you see my social media now and how we switched to, you can, you can look and see the shift of like me starting to do skits and things like that. That's because my creativity, you know, reestablish itself. And I was like, man, this is great. So now when I'm very in tune with my customer, when I do my market research, I'm learning and I'm applying, learning and applying, learning and applying. And I would say to you all that are that are truly trying to grow a business, like our base of our conversation has literally been about your physical and your mental health and people in your circle. For me, I'm excited that the conversation went here because these were the things that truly blessed my business. But but when we talk about launching, the other blessing in that is if you learn how to be with self, then you also learn how to be around people. And that's what launching is all about, being able to build a community of people and and give them your vibe, give them your energy. Now, if you have a negative energy or a deficit energy or a poverty energy, then they're not going to be want to be around that. Your energy has to be attractive. So like in launching, like, like I want to show you the power of launching. If if I have high energy and I'm putting out content. Well, guess what? One person will see this and they're going to want to share me. They're going to want to bring, like introduce me into their world. This is how launches become big launches. If we look at if we look at uh, the highest growth grossing movie of all time, Avatar, their movie comes out in December. They started marketing in, in March. So I saw it and I saw the trailer in March. And now I did a video about it, which gave more exposure. I, I talked to my wife, yo, we got to see this. I talked to my friends, yo, hey, y'all know Avatar is coming out. We got to make a plan to go see this. So now I'm marketing for them because of the energy in which they're putting behind their product. It excites me and I'm bringing them into my world. We just went to um, Kevin Hart's concert. I don't even follow Kevin Hart. Um, I think I may do it now, but my buddy follows Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is on tour. He sees Kevin Hart is starting his launch. He's marketing. And so he puts in the chat with his five couples in the chat. And he's like, hey, y'all, let's go to this. This is two hours from our house. Let's do it. Oh, Kevin Hart, high energy, laughter, fun. Yes, let's all make a plan to go. Boom. One person, $300 tickets, right? I mean, there were other tickets, but $300 ticket now turned into there's 10 of us going. So that that three hundred dollars turned into three thousand dollars. Kevin Hart only had to market to one person, launched to one person and brought nine other people. Like imagine you working on your energy. And now when you produce, that's what's happening because of your energy, because of the quality 
of information that you're offering and giving to people, they desire, those people desire to bring you into their world. This is key, y'all. If you're launching, if you have a product, you want to launch because it gives people opportunity to tune into your world and it gives your, your day one people an opportunity to, to, hey, look, this person that I follow, that I love is doing this. And now they get to show up when you want them to, right? They get to make it a priority and they get to show up making sure that they put money aside. No different than you would ask people to do if you asked them to go on vacation with you or came to your party or or came to your wedding. You would tell them the day, the time, how long they have, how much money they should spend, hotel. You, you launch everything else in your life. Launching is a part of your life. Do the same thing with your business. Put the same energy. When you talk about your party, you're not depressed or or sad about it. You're like, yo, it's my birthday month. It's all white party. This is what we're doing. We're going here. We're going to have so much fun. And now people are like, oh, yeah, I want to be a part of this energy. But that energy can't happen if you don't work on self. That's the key part. Yeah. And it's it's like moving, too. Because with the move, that's kind of a launch. I'm literally launching into a yes. new space. Uh, and there are so many things that, that have to happen several weeks leading up, right? I just did my change of address, but my Verizon box for my internet, and I've got, you've got to get the movers locked in. You've got to get the cash for the movers. You've got to get all the boxes and then organizing things and the Sharpie and the tape and the different size boxes. And don't forget the paper yeah. for all the breakables. <laughs> you know, there's several things that have to happen before the actual relocation occurs and that launching into a new chapter. And it's like, if we plan accordingly, if we organize, if we allocate our time and our resources properly, it can make for a much smoother and much more successful launch, regardless of what it is. And it's, it's, it's funny too, because I saw two of my neighbors moved in the last like month and their moves were absolutely insane <laughs> as far as the mess and the disorganization and the scrambling last minute. And I watched them both do it. And one of them was a single woman and the other one was a couple and they had a dog. And it was just like, I was stressed walking <laughs> past their apartment, not even just being in the unit. And it was, it was too much. And I was like, this will absolutely not be me. I don't care how much I have to work ahead of time or how I have to drag this on, because that's the thing, we don't want to drag it on. We don't want it to take forever. Right. However, when it takes longer and you enjoy the process and you find things to enjoy about the process, it makes the end so much better. And that one phrase that I just said can be applied to pretty much anything we talked about. Yes. However, in this move example, it, theirs was a mess. I was like, I refuse to go out like that, <laughs> literally and figuratively. I refuse. There was stuff everywhere. They were. It was, it was horrible. And I'm sitting here and I'm trying to help and there's nothing I can do. It's their stuff. And they know where things are supposed to go. They know mm-hmm. someone's picking this up. They're going to trash this. And they, at the end, ended up just giving away so much stuff. Oh. And so what happens is when we're disorganized, there are repercussions to that. And when I saw them, like, you know what? I'm not even moving yet, but I was inspired to give because they were giving. And I felt that good energy of them gifting things that they yeah. loved and they cherished to other people. And so I went home and I started going through and I gifted so many things too. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like this energy of giving things we don't need because we really don't need them is really powerful versus holding everything and and keeping everything just to us. 
Um, but my move, I strategically did so that even before I move, like I moved tomorrow morning, my move was essentially ready two days ago mm. or last night. Last night I could have moved and everything would have been okay because I didn't want to leave with that energy. And I wanted to make sure that I could enjoy, like really enjoy the last night, you know, the last, it's like when you're on vacation and you want to get the last bit of things in, you don't want to have to scramble to do all the things on the last day or to pack up all your stuff again, or to, you know, plan that travel to get back home and to book everything. It's like, no, you want to enjoy the last day. It's the last day. Yeah, absolutely. It's the last day. Enjoy as much as you can. So that's the kind of the back end planning. And I'm, I'm glad we talked way more about the back side of things than we did about the pretty launches and the numbers and how to make a million dollars in 15 minutes with your next launch. Right. We get enough of that on social media yeah. and on all these ads that we see, and we get way less about the behind the scenes and what really goes into propelling a successful launch. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. Okay. So tell us, what are you working on right now? I know you've got your five day challenge. So tell us a little bit about that and how people can sign up. Yeah. So I have a, so for, for those people that are like, look, I hear you, I have a product, but I want to start digging in on like, how do I get more customers in front of this product? How do I actually sell to them? How do I get them to buy instantly? Right. Cause I want to create a predictable income. So I created a five day challenge where we go through from start to finish. So like day one is me helping you identify and pick your audience. Like what is the audience that's actually going to buy from you? Day two, we focus on, okay, how do you create content for that audience? Day three is like, okay, now what does a funnel look like? What is the, the pathway that audience should go down? Day four is, all right, so how do we set up a launch for this audience and this community that you just had me build? And finally, day five is like, all right, now, how do I actually pitch to them to get them to actually spend money right away? So I, I wanted to do this because uh, there were several people that had incredible, I mean, with me, like incredible products, but no one knew about them. And they would just, you know, stress and they were about to stop doing their business and all that. And I, you know, I said, you know what, I'm going to put a challenge together. I'm going to show people exactly what system that has been working for me and my and my clients and things like that. And so, yeah, uh, so you can literally the link in my bio on Instagram, you can click there and you can join us in the channel. Awesome. Okay. So, and I'll put this in the show notes as well, y'all, you know where to go. Um, make sure you are following words on Instagram over at words, Taylor, and check out his videos on TikTok. Um, I don't think I'm following you on TikTok, so I will definitely add you there because we love TikTok. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. And it sounds like you're in Atlanta a lot, but you travel a bit. So what else did you have anything exciting happening before the ball drops on december 31 um exciting as i will be uh, of course i'm i'm doing my event december 9th and 10th with uh, my dream builders so we have some dream builders that are graduating um, after doing their launches i'm pretty stoked about that my my family and i are moving to dallas so that's pretty exciting and as far as like other things no i will do a challenge in I'm actually going to finish out the year. I'm going to do these every month. Sweet. Okay. And shout out to Dallas. You know, we've had, actually, I have to go back to Dallas. I have a storage unit full of stuff that my friends keep making fun of me for not going and getting. <laughs> but um, I used to live in Deep Ellum and two of, you know, my favorite entrepreneurs I can think of like off the top of my head are in Dallas. One of, and they've both been on the show before. 
Dr. Brian McElderry is one. And you met him at the conference that Jalen had. And okay. then Zaley Barclay has also been on the, the podcast and she is phenomenal. So uh, if you're not connected with Zaley, I'll definitely have to connect y'all. But um, really love Dallas. Excited for your move and all the things that you've got going on and, and your dream builders in December. And so this is good. This was a really fun conversation. Thank you so really much. Really fun. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot too. I, I love the just how we fed off of each other and the back and forth. Like it's just it was like an ongoing thought. And I really love that. I love Me too. That. Me too. And we don't have to like be on the same wavelength too with stuff. Like we can see the same thing in different angles yeah. and still be able to provide insight from that experience because all of our experiences are so unique. And I think that's one thing Clubhouse has taught us too, is that it's okay to have a completely different vantage point or you know, way of seeing something than someone else does. And we can honor that and also learn from that perspective because when we are living life, it's very much, was it my optic? Is that what people call it? My optic? It's very like our own, our own vantage point. So I love that. Uh, And and make sure y'all check out our IG live. So we're going to go, if you want to see words on Instagram, we're going to go back and forth, do a quick recap, answer any questions you all have. So swing by Tuesday night. Um, and if you're listening to this in the future, welcome. The replay of this will be on our Instagram pages. So without further ado, any other last minute thoughts? Did we forget anything? No, that was it. I think we got, we, we got, we got in there. We dug in there. We did. We did. We did. Okay. <laughs> thank you. And thank you, Words, for being on the show. Thank you all for listening, for tuning in. If you have not yet reviewed Network and Spill, please do. If you've done it on Apple Podcasts, then if you have Spotify or know someone who does, pop over to Spotify. You can't leave any text, but you can leave five stars. Um, So go ahead and do that. It takes like two seconds. And um, if you've not left an Apple podcast review, you can do it on Apple podcast by going into the purple app, searching for the show, and then scrolling all the way down to the bottom. You'll be able to leave five stars and then say something cute and fun. I would absolutely appreciate that. And that's it. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch y'all next time. All right. Have a good one.